Assalamualaikum ji. Welcome back to an episode of Kya Kya Kazi. My guest today was Samantha from Intentional Detours. Samantha, say hi. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Assalamualaikum. Waalaikum <laughs> salam. Uh, Samantha is a travel. Uh, would I say travel blogger? Yeah, yeah. Travel yeah. blogger, mm. travel blogger, content writer, and she hopes to make Pakistan her home. Is yeah, that I fair? I do. That it, is true. Yeah. It's not uh, a joke. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a joke. Uh, we get to speaking about what it is uh, to travel solo across the world and then in Pakistan. How Pakistan compares to the rest of the world because she's visited fourteen other countries, mm-hmm. and just the tips and tricks of the trade, more or less. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, sounds about right. Also, also towards the end of the podcast, we get into what she would hope other women might take into account when also thinking about traveling alone, albeit safety or security or just you know a sense of adventure or what have you. Yeah, yeah. I think we're good. I think we're good. Um, uh, Samantha from Intentional Detours. Enjoy. <laughs> Three, two, one. Samantha from Intentional Detours, mm-hmm. and we're rolling. We're good. All right. Now, yes. whatever happens, happens. Okay. How are you doing, Samantha? I'm very good. How are you? Fantastic. That's great. So you said you said you don't like the cold. Mm-hmm. So are you happy about the fact that it's hot now? Oh uh, yeah. Like <laughs> honestly, like this is my ideal weather, and like I love beaches, so I'm really enjoying those factors together. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. So 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 let's 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 just uh, you know one one way to do this would be to never address why you're here. Okay. Just be like, yeah, this is <laughs> just, pe- people just are in Karachi. <laughs> but, but but let's 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 start with um, what you do. Okay. Yeah. So as we already know, my name is Samantha and I would say that overall I am a travel writer and I guess a travel content creator, which is something that um, I didn't obviously like I didn't study. My background is in um, psychology, but this is um, kind of like my passion and what I've been wanting to do. So I'm really happy that I'm able to get I've been able to do it. So mostly what I do is I do have my own website, which is called Intentional Detours. And it's, you know, a traditional travel blog. And um, it very heavily focuses on Pakistan with like guides to different cities, different places. Um, I would like to say they're quite thorough. Um, and in fact, like uh, the vast majority of my readers are from Pakistan with like 65 percent of people are from Pakistan. So that's good to know that Pakistanis are also reading the content and yeah. So that's super interesting. But so, okay, to that end, and and I did speak to you about this before the Mm -hmm. podcast, you're not doing like you're doing it proper journalism style where you need to go there to these places before you you write about them. Oh, or talk yeah. About them. Like one, um, I would never like publish an article on my website about a place that I haven't been. Like, I think that's a bit very weird and that's very unethical. Yeah. So like anywhere that I've published, like a guide about, I definitely been there. I've taken the pictures and specifically like, for example, I'm going to obviously write something about Karachi. So I really did make a point to like go to all of the sites and, you know, learn about them, see them and, you know, take pictures that, you know, I was there. I'm not just using stock photos and like looking up Wikipedia, like what are the best sites in Karachi? Like, no, really been there. Yeah. Talking to the people and stuff. Yeah, for sure. Like, um... I recently visited the Mubarak village and met a lot of people there and really enjoyed that. Like so far, I think that's my favorite place in the general Karachi area. Okay. So, so what's on (laughs) everyone's mind? Because, Mm -hmm. you know, throughout our interaction before this, I've been like, okay, 
that's good. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful, right? <laughs> that's that really is. And and I did say this. I should say this on the podcast. One of my vested interests to have this conversation with you was I ha- I feel that I've become jaded towards Karachi and Pakistan. Mm. And in talking to you, I'm hoping to fall back in love with oh. this country. You know, and 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 because there's something that caused you to to come here. Karachi is one of the most dangerous cities in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> yeah. Um, so one thing that I think that has helped me a lot um, when traveling in Pakistan to not like think too negatively about a place is that I honestly don't, will not read about like, you know, old history or like old thing that happened. Not to be like, not that I haven't read like, you know, general events, but I don't want to like get too into the past because I want like, you know, I honestly want to get to know it for like what it is now. Sure. Which obviously, of course, it's still very dangerous. It's still like, much more dangerous than other cities in Pakistan, but things definitely have improved like statistically from let's just say 10 years ago. Of course. So that's of course like very awesome. And um, also like, of course, like in Karachi more so than other cities, like I do am taking precautions such as like, you know, not really trying to go out at night too much when it's too late. Um, I am staying in like a relatively safe area. Okay. Um, I found a Airbnb for that. So yeah, yeah. don't mention those things. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. Anyways, anyways. Okay. Um, so, so in case people have not uh, deciphered this great mystery, mm-hmm. where are you from? Um, so I am born and raised in America. Okay. I'm from Connecticut, which is in, um, it's a very small state right next to New York. Um, yeah, not much going on there. Okay. Um, however, my mother and her entire side of the family are Polish, and I'm actually also uh, a Polish citizen. Oh, wow. Which, Beautiful. Yeah, which I'm very proud of, honestly, because yeah. Poland is That's a nice, nice country. <laughs> Alhamdulillah. Yeah, it is. It's a beautiful yeah. country. Um, I actually had... One of my closest friends in Canada was from Poland. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Fantastic people. Um, and really strong, too. Like, yeah. strong cultural mm-hmm. leanings, all those things. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. You, but you told me, but you told me that you had not left America mm. till 2017. Yeah. So okay. So the situation was that um, yes, I am Polish. Yes, uh, my grandmother is po- is from Poland. Her and my grandfather immigrated. My grandmother is still living, uh, you know, happily in U.S. right now. Okay. But the thing is, I feel like once they came over, they kind of like there was not really a lot of traveling. They didn't really want to go back and visit Poland that much. There there was a few visits, but it wasn't like an every year thing or like that common. Um, So I definitely feel like that my family did Americanize or in in that type of sense, which, you know, is... I mean, that's the thing to do, right? Right, That's why you immigrated. Mm -hmm. And um, in general, like my mom and my dad, they never grew up traveling. They were not really like some domestic things, of course, but um, internationally, like it was no scene, no okay. scene, no scene at all. So, uh, but it was always something that I was interested in. Like even in high school, even middle school, of course, I'd mentioned like I was eight and I had wanted to come to Pakistan based on some books I read, some friends that I had. At eight years old. Yeah, like I swear, this is not a joke. Oh. I'm not making this of up. Course like not. my mom would verify. <laughs> I have some pictures, and it was like. Um, It was really a combination of like we had read or watched something in class and also I had met two different girls that were also like in the in the class and they happened to be from there and like we would they would like and they were still very like into the culture. So I was just very fascinated and I thought it was like so interesting and I was really liking um, 
like just learning about different things from the girl in particular. Um, her name was Satara, and okay. her family was from Karachi. Satara, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. so um, which I now I know means star. So there you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I just remember that like we would just talk on the phone a few times a week as like little childhood friends. And one time she went for a month to visit Karachi, and I just remember like asking her about it and like just like so amazed about this place that was like so far away. That's cool. So actually yes Karachi was quite literally the first place I'd ever heard of in Pakistan the second of which was in a book about the Cholistan desert sure so these were like my but um you know so I was interested in visiting India as well but I'd say like there was a time in my life where I was kind of just doing, you know, like school work, the whole like grind of like, you know, so I have to get it done. (laughs) Right. Right. Of course. So I'd kind of like not forgotten, but like, I was just kind of like not particularly thinking about travel. But then in 2017, I had an opportunity to go on a spring break trip with some people to Ecuador. And that was like my first time ever leaving the US and my first time seeing like a place that was completely different. And mm-hmm. I was like, I was in love with it. Like I'd never seen a mountain. There's nothing on the East Coast that even would resemble like what right. we have in Islamabad. Right, sure, of course. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like totally amazed. I'd ne- I've never even been to California. Like I've never been out West. Like I really haven't even seen the US. This is crazy. <laughs> do, do, okay, but here's what's interesting, right? So, Here's how I can resonate. I've never been to Hunza. Really? I've never been to Lahore. Oh, that's the Yeah. You know? Oh, wow. I've yeah. never been. To, I've only ever traveled in Sindh. Okay, yeah. And in Canada. Same. <laughs> it's very, very relatable. Yeah. It's awesome though, dude. But the thing is, that also speaks to how big America is as a, as a country. Yeah, for right? sure. It's mm-hmm. just huge. You could go, I mean, you could go your entire life. Oh, yeah. You know, and not see some of these things oh for sure and it's like there are so many americans that like literally never leave their state and it's very common very normal but okay so they don't right but Mm -hmm. you think you think they should um so obviously i 100 percent recognize that travel is definitely a privilege and like obviously there are many americans that like could not financially afford to do that and like i'm not speaking about them But there are so many people that I know, like from my university, just from life. And like, you know, they have money. They're quite well off or just comfortable. And they could travel. Like they could come to Pakistan. They could come to India. You could go to Karachi. Right. (laughs) And the thing is, I feel like a lot of Americans just they don't see it as something of value or something of importance where I've seen while I'm traveling that Europeans do value that way more. 100%. And not even just Europeans, Canadians, Australians, New Zealanders, anyone outside of the U.S. Like the U.S. is a very specifically isolated country. And to the fact where I could count I think three people I've met in now almost 10 months that were like Americans traveling here where I've met a ton of Germans, British, Swedish whatever that's awesome and that also was a a common theme in thailand in laos in singapore it's not just you know pakistan um which is still a bit more of an offbeat place so um yeah i even find that there's not a single friend of mine that i have back home who's ever like traveled beyond like a family type scene but i mean hopefully um after you chronicle your Mm -hmm. journey you know, uh, may you be given absolute safety and may all of this go absolutely, inshallah, you know, inshallah, yeah. well, mm-hmm. um, maybe they could be, may, they could be convinced, you know? Yeah. In you fact, know? like even recently I had, um, a friend of mine who is 
someone that has actually like gone abroad a few times. I think she studied abroad in Australia and she had messaged me like, hey, like Pakistan actually looks really cool. Like how much does it cost? Like what's the seed? And I was like, yes, like yes. Th this is like what I was hoping in sharing these things that like people are going to realize that because of course, particularly in America, as opposed to like Poland or, you know, Italy or just some, or Canada or somewhere random, like there obviously has been a lot of anti-Pakistan media narrative, like particularly. Sure, okay, yeah. Which, um, of course, like, obviously I know is complete BS, <laughs> but um, the, the majority of Americans, and we're talking about people that are super liberal, super progressive, people that are like, you know, on every left side, like, even those friends were saying to me, like, oh, my God, be careful, like, be safe, like, please be careful. It that's is what like I'm saying to you. I mean, it's <laughs> the same thing. Uh, but listen, listen, you, you can't, you can't, we can't in good faith blame them mm -hmm. because they're busy living their life. Right, exactly. You know, how how mm -hmm. many people have the time to look at the news, look at, a you know, whatever, a piece of content and unpack it to, like, why these people would give us this information right right well, exactly lives, right? that's true and even like for me um you know the whole um recent era that you know we had in in the u.s like that really um uh the trump oh thing. yeah well you're the, not you're not a fan oh no oh no <laughs> <laughs> i'm canadian what do you want me to say <laughs> i wasn't even there <laughs> Yeah, um, so I feel like that era, like, combined with, like, around that time when that started happening, I was able to um, leave the U.S. for the first time. And, of course, I was always, like, you know, not into those scenes. I was always into, you know, more progressive sure. ideals and sure. values. But um, it was only when I left the U.S. that you fully realize how unbelievably propagandized you are there, even in public schools, private schools, sure. like to very extreme levels. Sure. And that that's definitely been um, one of the most eye-opening experiences in traveling. Mm -hmm. Like one thing in particular that I've like mentioned quite recently to family and friends back home is, of course, I understand like the many difficulties Pakistan faces and whatnot and sure. everything, of not discrediting that. But one thing that I think Pakistan should be proud of, to, because to me this is a very important issue, is recently there was started some type of universal health care program with the cards. And even though it's just a start, even though it has a limit, like we have nothing of that sort in the U.S. and they actively like prevent anything like Which that. Which is crazy, isn't it? Because Ab Canada is doing it. Canada does. Oh, yeah. You've experienced yeah. this firsthand. Yeah. And as we know, the U.S. is the richest country in the world. Alhamdulillah. So, yeah. Yeah. so what is their excuse? So it really just shows to me that like if, you know, even Pakistan is in some way trying to prioritize this as an issue for the public and the U.S. with all of their billions or not, it's like just... Sure, yeah. sure. Uh, yeah. Anyhow, uh, um, what's your... So, okay, so you went to Ecuador and then mm -hmm. a few trips you said to Europe, mm -hmm. right? Um, so, it was, so I went to Ecuador. Um, that was in like around spring and then I had a few more months to like work a lot more and save up during that time. And then I went on a one month trip to Europe and then I kind of went to Oman and Bahrain for like a short period of time. Just How was that conversation with your parents? Um, that also did not go well with Mom the dad. Mom and dad, I'm going to go to <laughs> the Middle East. Yeah. Oh, and this was right. before I had ever been to India or anything. So it was a big like, you know, oh, here we are in Amsterdam, now Oman. So it was <laughs> That's a great. change for that. I mean, I mean, I just think, I think it's beautiful that you, that you've had this journey. And I think it's awesome that at the end of the day, 
um, whether they liked it or didn't, they did support you. Mm-hmm. I think that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. You know? I, I'm very grateful yeah. for that, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Definitely. So. Okay, so anyway, so mm-hmm. you're now you're in Oman and you're in Bahrain. Okay, good. So, um, yeah, and at that point, I actually did have quite a uh, very random and very, like, unsettling incident happen in my life unrelated to travel where... Um, so prior to when I had started traveling, I had kind of been experiencing some weird like issues with my neck and like some weird symptoms. Oh, no. So basically, right after I came back from this whole trip to um, Europe, Bahrain and Oman, I ended up having to get a neck surgery. What the shit? Yeah, because it turned out that I had like a very old fracture in my neck that I wasn't even aware of. Well, how weren't you aware? It's a fracture. Yeah, and I was in I was in a lot of pain, but it was still like I can move about with the daily activities and like it was like still like eh. So it was literally, um, once again, no joke, like two days after returning from uh, Bahrain, that was the last stop on this trip where I had this neck procedure. And um, that was very scary because I was like, you know, I had just got, I was so afraid I would never be able to backpack, especially or do like, you know, hikes. Right, because like, the way you travel, mm-hmm. it's strenuous. It's right. not luxury travel. Right, right, right? exactly. You're going like, off. Uh, you know, on trails and stuff. Mm-hmm. You're walking a lot right. of the times, carrying a lot. Mm-hmm, definitely. Um, so it turned out to be an actual C2 fracture. So uh, you're killing me. You're yeah. killing me with this. <laughs> that was a very yeah. That was a very crazy event in my life. Luckily, um, I had a really good surgeon you're that beautiful. I was able to, you know, uh, get healed quite quickly. And then so you so, recovered completely now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Allah shukar, everything was yeah. fine. Yeah. Um, so that took place in July or yeah, July of 2017. And then I ha- had um, another year of school. I had quite a long time to recover, which was good. And then again, in June of 2018, I took a trip that I would say that trip was the turning point of like, this is a hobby. This is something that I'm doing on school breaks to know this is how I want to live my life. And I want to like do this as long as I possibly can, if not forever. And that was when I had first visited, like, because yes, I'd visited Oman and Bahrain, but that's like the Middle East. It wasn't like really like... Didn't speak to you? It it did, but I really didn't meet anyone there. I was just kind of seeing things in those countries in particular. I I found that it was very difficult to meet people. Like people are kind of... uh, Reserved, yeah. Yeah. And... um, there's definitely like uh, even like at the all of the stores and whatnot, it's kind of run by people that aren't from there. So you really have virtually zero local interaction, especially if you have a short time period, which I did at that time. So um, it was when I went to Thailand, Laos and Cambodia that I was just I love those places. Like sure. it was just so like amazing, like the food, the vibe, meeting people for the first time, for, because also on that first trip, didn't really meet any other travelers that much. Okay. Um, yeah, like not not really that much interaction. Same with the Ecuador trip. Not really that much interaction with other travelers. Where, where do you, where do you like? And this is a mm-hmm. general question. Where do you look for fellow travelers? So um, usually I will look for hostels. Or um, in Pakistan, particularly, uh, couchsurfing is amazing. Is like, it? Def- yes, I for sure. I did not know this mm-hmm. at all. Couchsurfing in Pakistan has definitely been the best out of... I've also tried it in India. I tried it in Singapore. Uh, I tried it in, I think, Cambodia. 
I also Amsterdam as well. And Pakistan, it's just really been the best. I like, okay. for example, in my first trip to Pakistan in 2019, I met a couch surfing host and we you know, ended up getting on. Everything was going well. And I think I stayed collectively over a month with him in Lahore. So I really got to know Lahore very well. Beautiful. So that was great. Um, but yeah, like couch surfing in Pakistan is awesome. Had another amazing experience in Peshawar with a host I still keep in contact with. Just yeah, really good experiences. And, and where do you find these uh, these people who are willing to offer? Mm-hmm. So on Couchsurfing, like it shows um, a list of hosts, and usually you could have it shown by people who have reviews. So I'll always go for people with good reviews, recent reviews. Um, in fact, the the guy from Lahore, he had a review from like another blogger girl. So also knew that he Pro was tips. like yeah. Yes. Also knew that he was like uh, cool for girls as well. Okay. Like no issues. Which is. Which oh. is a problem. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Him, okay? That's the other, because Definitely. that's the other thing, you know, because I, mm-hmm. I, that's the other thing I asked you. So not only are you, uh, uh, pardon my lack of tact, mm-hmm. but white mm-hmm. and American, <laughs> right? But you're also a woman mm-hmm. uh, in Karachi. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, <laughs> what's going on here? Yeah. But anyways, um, and so what, so, so where were we in the story? So you, you said you oh, went to... Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. We, okay. So we were on the... Thailand like the, the, and all those places. Yeah. yeah. So at the end of the Thailand trip, I did finally make it to India. And at this point, I had actually like still like... Although I had wanted to travel to Pakistan in the past, like it wasn't something... I, I literally thought that it was like Afghanistan and that it was not really possible because I had just gotten into like, you know, the whole tra- backpacking scene. I hadn't even done that much, reach, that much research. So then I went to India. Um, I really liked it at the time. You know, it was great. great. Um, I did get massively scammed upon arriving. Um, So that was not a good start to the trip. Well, uh, do you want oh, a oh, comfortable yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very, op- very open to the story. So this was an extremely elaborate and like almost impressive type of scam where in India they have places that look completely legit, like government operated agencies called tourist information centers. And so I take the night, they have a metro from the from the airport. I take it, no issues. Then I make a major mistake of getting into a rickshaw as a foreigner with no SIM card activated. <laughs> and the guy is all is all friendly, speaking English, no issues. And then suddenly, like, you know, I'm just like looking around, like I'm so excited to be in South Asia for the first time, like paying no attention to where we're going. And then suddenly we roll up to a place with like armed guards in front of it and like I, I honestly did not know much about Delhi at this time. Like this was kind. This was before I had started like blogging or like doing a lot of, you know, uh, research or anything like that. Um, so it was a bit of like a spontaneous scene. And basically, this guy tells me that, or you know, the driver explains at this time that this area is blocked. Uh, there was riots. It's dangerous. You need to get permission from the tourist information center go to the tourist information center. We have some very, uh, you know, well-trained people there explaining that, yes, there was riots. All of these hotels are booked. It's high season. Um, Your only options are the Courtyard Marriott or (laughs) renting a taxi. And my original, I had a short time there. So I was really just trying to get up to Himachal Pradesh, which is like a mountain area there. so at the time, I assumed that the taxi would be like the best option. And it was 
I, I can't even like get into like you know how expensive it was. But at the time, also I'm thinking, you know, we are going one thousand miles, over two thousand kilometers, like it's long. Mm. <laughs> and then when I get there, I start meet. Finally, I get in the, the whole do the whole taxi thing, and then I reach to the location, and I'm meeting people from Delhi, and they're like, "Oh, that's a normal area. Like it's not unsafe. Yeah. Nothing ever happens there." And then I come to find out via research as well that um, this is a very common scam and there are like hundreds of people in forums talking about how they were also victims mm. and these are fake tourist agencies mm. operating to scam people first arriving. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, rite of passage, right? Yeah, like, and I that was like, I, and also I was a bit bold because I had just been in you know this whole Southeast Asia scene for two months and not a single scam. So yeah. I was like, oh, everything yeah, is fine. I got this. <laughs> right? I got this. And so after that trip, like even after the scam, I still had a great time. Like I was still yeah. yeah. So it was still good. And then I get back home and I have my last year of university starting. And this is when I was like, oh my gosh, like I need to get back out there for like as long as possible. And that is when I just happened to come across some things on Instagram about Pakistan. And I was like, oh wow, like I thought India was cool. Like I thought all these places I went were cool. This looks like a million times better. Like oh, I need to get there. a million times. Yeah. She said a million times. <laughs> So that is when I also started learning about the whole um, that travel blogging is like an actual like career, like it, travel writing is a career. At this point, I had never even considered journalism, any of these things like I which I'm I'm not a journalist, like no, I, no, j just no. what it's a yeah yeah <laughs> because yeah. um but you you could still ad you do still adhere to certain journalistic oh, for sure. practices. Yeah, right? yeah, for yeah. sure. Um it's just uh like as a tourist, like it's just important to you know state that. Sure. <laughs> of course, I understand. Yeah, yeah. Um, Not a journalist, yes. but um, but basically, it was the first time that I was realizing that I could combine um, writing, which was something that I had always kind of. Oh, I also forgot to mention that originally I went to university like really, really pressed about the idea of becoming a psychiatrist and going to medical school and doing the whole science path. But honestly, my whole life, I had never really been great at sciences. I had done, you know, good enough, but okay. I'd always been quite good at writing. Okay. And I, but I never like thought that that would be like a, a option. I was just like science, psychology. Sure. Like, yeah. The hard sciences. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's just the path. Yeah. So, and then once I was finding, like I found, I found various blogs and there was like people like, you know, sim similar ages to me, similar stories. And I was seeing that wow, like this is a way that you can make money online and travel and live abroad. And I was like, just in that period of time for the next, you know, this was in September, August, up until, you know, May, I started learning everything I could. I took a course, I like went full on into it about like how I could start my website, how I can make it. And then finally in May of 2019, I finally finished the university. Yeah. I had been working that whole year at like various different jobs, tutoring and after school program. Um, I was also working at my university gym. So doing a lot to like yeah. prepare for the super trip. <laughs> so um, and then finally in May of 2019, I did leave the U.S. And I actually went to India again to start off. And I went there for... Um, about two months. But now you knew people. So it was right. Yeah. And it was, yeah. this time was much better. There was no scams, but it was still like, 
you know, like it, it kind of like wasn't what I had always been expecting India to be. I don't know. That's so interesting. Yeah. Uh, so I've obviously never mm-hmm. been because I have the green passport. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, what's it? That's interesting because lots of people, but it's easier to get to India than it is to Pakistan. Yeah, to yeah, Pakistan, definitely, right? definitely. I mean, that's just even the visa process is a lot easier. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but lots of people will say, okay, yeah, it was, it was, you know, it was what it was. It was India, yeah. But I suppose you're one of the few people who are not. I mean, you're one of the few people that I've met who has that uh, ability to compare because right, you've right. been to both. Mm-hmm. And you're saying it wasn't all that. Yeah, like, first of all, I was, like, the mountains were nice. Like, there were, like, there were, and there was definitely some good scenes there. I met some cool people. There were some good places. But overall, like, I I feel like the, like, the, the safety factor did feel, like, now I have more experience in Pakistan than India even. I definitely feel like India is, especially North India, is more unsafe. Wow. And it just felt like um, for for women for women okay. yeah yeah for women for men like there it will be fine yeah, it's but, no problems, yeah. um so I think that's particularly like I like it's like you literally couldn't move without like people asking for pictures and all these types of and particularly men like you know families I'm I'm very happy women like for sure of I'll course. take a picture but you know single man is it's very weird and um so. Yeah, overall, like North India, I just kind of felt like mm, people, there were certain instances of people were like very nice and welcoming, but there were other instances where it was just like, and eh, like, I don't know, like this, there was just more of a scamming vibe, even if no scamming was happening. Well, I mean, you, the thing is, you, you must never forget yourself. You must never forget that you, this is a foreign country, mm-hmm, you know, you course. have no one here. I right. Mean, so you met people, mm-hmm. right? So they're friends or mm-hmm. whatever. But you don't really have anyone here. Everyone you care about is way somewhere far away it, it, on the other side of the planet or what happened. Pardon the cliche, but... Um, and yeah, man, I, I, I can't imagine it. Mm-hmm. it it's, it's scary, yeah? Yeah. So then, um, yeah, I was there for three months and then I crossed the border over at Waga to okay. cross into Pakistan. Yeah. And then that, yeah... <laughs> That's right. (laughs) Yeah. And then that was like, it was really like at the time I was thinking like, this was the best four months of my life. Like I, I really just had like, it was amazing. Like it was really everything that I had hoped India would be. It just felt very like, it just felt like I was, I wasn't in like a tourist place. I was just in a place where people were living and that's really what I enjoy while traveling. Like just being there living with people living in like places very different and very much more interesting in my opinion. Just genuine interactions. Right. Very genuine interactions. Like the, the hospitality is just unbelievable. Like, you know, everyone says it, but it really is true. Like it is unlike any other country I've ever seen like by like such a long shot. And it, that particularly like that particularly was, was just very like, I'd never experienced anything like this before. And honestly, I find other Americans in general to be like, not really that friendly, like with here. Oh no, not here. I mean like just in America. America. Yeah, Yeah. Like strangers are, you know, like not really going to, I mean, if you're, like, on the road, like, people will help you to work. But, like, overall, like, people are kind of to themselves. Like, sure. they're not really trying to meet new people. 
sure. What I particularly find about here is people are really interested in meeting Taurus, which I find like great because it's like, how else are you supposed to, like, for example, I think the major difference in India overall was like, even though I would say India comes in second out of the, the 15 countries I've been in terms of like meeting people, it's still a big gap between like being able to meet locals in Pakistan. Mm -hmm. And I really think that is what has made Pakistan such a special and unique place for me is that I genuinely feel welcomed here. I feel kind of at home here. I feel um, that in general, like people are just, people are respectful, people are nice. People I don't are, know what Pakistan you're talking <laughs> about. I don't know what's going on here. No, <laughs> no. And I, I definitely understand that, of course, there's a lot of foreigner privilege involved in this. Sure. You know, I'm not at all denying that. And or that's a beautiful act thing like that, it, you, that you said it's that. It's for sure a thing, for sure. But this is not something that happens everywhere as a foreigner. And that's what right. makes Pakistan very, very special as a tourism destination. Because honestly, it's not like people are welcoming me into them, their house and expecting some rupees at the end. Like, they're really not. No, they're not. Like, they're very genuinely, like, yeah. I will never forget how on, I mean, there's so many of these stories, but this in particular was just very crazy. Like, in Lahore, it was a night of Eid al-Azha. Um, I was actually walking around with another foreign traveler I'd met, and we were trying to find some food and nothing was open because it's Eid al-Azha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had really been wanting to try the Qurbani meat. Like, I was super into it. Oh, yeah, it. yeah. And okay, then... so, so <laughs> I mean, I, I can't, please continue your story, mm. but I, I just want to say, um, you could go to any house. Yeah. Dude, you're like, su we're supposed to give you... But this concept as yeah. a foreigner, especially someone from the U.S., which, as I told you, I don't think is particularly friendly. It's just so amazing. Yeah. Like, literally, like, was just asked off the street by someone, and it was actually someone who happened to be living in, like, a really cool, like, super old pre-partition house as Ooh, well in the, um, what was it called, the... Uh, the Gulmandi, the Gulmandi okay. food area of okay. Lahore. So, um, yeah, literally had an absolutely amazing, like, 10-course meal. Yeah. Got the season of, like, yeah, yeah. wrestling seeds. Like, oh, it would, did you? These people were wrestlers, yeah. Oh, wow. So they had some videos and photos. Um, they had some, like, chickens, like, some seed with that. And it was, like, this was a total and complete stranger. Like, it, it was just wonderful to see. Oh, listen, if you're looking for food, right, <laughs> especially, like, in Ramzan or at, you know, around eat time, even in general, by mm -hmm. the way. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. listen, we, we're j I don't know. If, I'm, I don't want to. I don't want to sit here and use language that would bifurcate you from me. We're all just people, right? Mm -hmm. But that's just unacceptable. Mm -hmm. If someone, <laughs> if someone, if someone's hungry, no. <laughs> Uh, sorry, cannot. And that's a wonderful thing. Like, that's a very, like, just a really great value, I think, in the society. And another value in Pakistani society that I really do like, and I recently, like, just, I think I put this in, like, an Instagram caption the other day because it really is true, is, like, the value and the respect people have for elders here is just really wonderful to see. Yeah, you know what, Samantha? I, I um... I appreciate what you've said and I know what you're alluding to, mm -hmm. but I feel that that value is now being diminished. Really? It, yeah. In, in, oh, in, in, wow. in, in the, in the younger generation, in the youth mm -hmm. now, because I'm yeah. not part mm -hmm. of the youth, you know? <laughs> uh, in the, in the youth now, in the mm -hmm. sense that uh, kids who might be 17, 18, 19, mm -hmm. 
Uh, I don't see that, but I do, really? okay. I do hear what you're saying. Yeah, I, yeah. I definitely would say that um, I specifically had, had seen this in more rural areas, like in Hunza and whatnot. So I, I couldn't, I guess, speak on it for the whole country. Sure. But I do still think that compared to the U.S., where people literally just completely yeah, yeah. drop family members, like just leave them, yeah. leave them like completely. It That is... It is nice to see yeah. that there's at the, and also that there is at least like some level of respect and that I've just seen even from my Pakistani friends, like when they'll speak to their parents on the phone or just like how they interact. It's so like I, I have a funny story. <laughs> I have a funny story about this. Um, if if my dad were to call me up right, call me right now. Mm-hmm. And and we we've, now we have a very friendly relationship. Mm-hmm. But if he'd call me up right now, I can't stay sitting. Mm-hmm. He's, yeah. he's in another city mm-hmm. right he's just calling me up I can't I can't just sit here and talk to him mm-hmm. I get up and I start walking yeah. right? it's just <laughs> the funniest thing in the world like what are you where are you going I guess I'll start walking towards him <laughs> but okay fair enough fair enough um, how has your experience been in Karachi with the locals now obviously yes mm-hmm. they're nice and mm-hmm. all those things but tell me some stories tell me some good ones okay um I I oh okay I do have a good story. Okay, this was go. a particularly weird incident that occurred. Um, I will say that I have met a lot of great people in Karachi. Even some uh, like for example, last night I met a girl and I ended up going to kind of like a you know outdoor gathering for her birthday and we just met on Instagram and it turned out that she is born in America but from Hunza. So we connected that way and she's living in Karachi. Do you want to shout her out? Or yes, no? I would like to shout her out. Her name is Ryla. She's super Ryla. awesome. And, You're super um, awesome. Really happy that we connected via Instagram. Samantha's really happy. So one, of, one of the benefits yes. of the social media yes, world. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely, yes. So, um, yeah, so that had... I feel like I definitely have met like some pretty cool people and actually like some people really have been like from Instagram. So that's been pretty cool. That's how you and I. Right. right, Exactly. That's how we uh, connected as well. But um, okay. So for for the weird story. So I'd say the weirdest thing that happened was so I was visiting um, a a shrine in, in the city, the shrine of Saeed Abdullah Ghazi. Yeah, Ghazi yeah, Baba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was visiting and everything was fine. Uh, they were very nice and they let me bring my camera in, which was nice of them. So, but then anyways, we're leaving. Um, and what happened was this woman literally puts one of these garlands on my neck and tries to get me, tries to tell me like to pay her and whatnot. And um, I was just a bit surprised because I never had someone try to put something on me. Yeah. So that was a bit of a shock. Yeah. But, um, but she wanted payment for it. Yeah. Yeah. Demanding payment after. That's interesting. Th- yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, that was a little bit weird, but um, other than that, um, I, I, one thing I will say that I honestly have felt that in terms of maybe some other cities, like being a woman, pe- men in Karachi have honestly not like been pretty chill, I'd say, compared to some yeah. other cities. Like in terms of staring, definitely definitely like people will kind of like they'll look a little and then they'll look away we're in some other you know locales in india as well like people will literally like not look away like they'll just i've, I've heard lahore is notorious for this yeah you didn't want to say that okay that's fine. <laughs> I, I, I said it she didn't say it. just a um, bit <laughs> yeah. lahore is uh known for i mean lahore is pretty bad and 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 um and yeah i don't know i i'm i'm so happy to hear you say that because I would really hope that uh, 
that it just just women are just as safe as men are you know I yeah. mean, it's cliched and whatever you know it's it's almost at this point comical for me to say it but it, i still would hope um that that's just eventually where the point that we get to mm-hmm. um but you're saying karachi's for the most part been pretty good yeah for the most part um of course like i i like i told you before like more so than in other places that i've been i am a bit more concerned about like my things because of you know stories that i've heard and whatnot sure, sure. But, um, that's warranted. Right, right. Um, so I would say, honestly, like if if I had never heard anything like that, you know, I was completely ignorant of like anything. I would literally not feel any different than like in any other city. And in fact, honestly, I visited Mumbai, which is, I guess, comparable to Karachi in terms of the fact that it's, you know, on the Arabian Sea. It's big, um, whatnot. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah. Honestly, Karachi is so, so much better, like in terms of just the amount, like the size, the people, like the amount of things to do, like you don't feel as congested here. And I was kind of afraid because I had, I'll be honest with you, I had heard people say like, I don't know if you like Karachi, like just based on their own opinions or like, oh, it's dirty, it's too busy, it's this, it's that. It is all those things. Right, right. But it has a heart. Right, exactly. And also, I would say that compared to, like, you know, some other cities that I've been to, like, namely Mumbai and New Delhi, like, Karachi is damn awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. Karachi is awesome. Yeah. Uh, okay, okay. What parts of Karachi have you visited so far? Okay, so, um, so I've visited a lot of random areas because I've literally visited, like, at this point, every single historical site. In fact, two days ago, I just went to Lundy Town to visit the Chowkandi tombs. Fantastic. I've been to Hawks Bay, and I've visited several of those beaches. Have you ever been to Liari? Uh, Liari is the one place that I haven't been. I go? would like to go. Yeah. The The reason why I haven't gone is because I've, of course, I've been heard, heard from people that, you know, I should have someone that I know there or have we'll, some we'll type sort of contact. Yeah. We have friends. But now. I would love to go. Yeah. Like, it's definitely, like, been on my places yeah. that I've... So, so, so the people that I'm talking about are the brilliant Baloch twins. They're... Oh, uh, I've heard of them. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, so, after the podcast. Okay. We'll, we'll sort yeah, that yeah. out, inshallah. Um, so, you've not been to Liari. Where else have you been? Um, so, I'd say them. I know this is could considered to be kind of like not in Karachi, but I absolutely love the Mubarak village. It was just, and it was amazing to me. Like places like that are probably like my favorite because you get a, like, I love the sea. I love some type of elevation. And also the people there were just very nice, very friendly, very, I would guess I would, how I would describe them is, um, unbothered in a good way like they're not they weren't trying to sell anything or like no. anything they're just very chilled and just very nice i was speaking so i was speaking to a friend of mine chris uh, chris mm. uh was with me at the university of toronto but now he's mm. in japan oh wow teaching teaching uh, uh people english oh okay um and him and i had this interaction about village people mm. i think village people are their own kind of people. Oh. And village people mm-hmm. are the same everywhere. Oh, right? yes. Whether it's a Japanese village mm-hmm. or somewhere in Sindh mm-hmm. or, you know, somewhere in Thailand, Malaysia, village people mm-hmm. are just a different kind of people, I, right? I, I totally agree with you. Like, there's even similarities you could see in, like, the Mubarak village, like, just the vibe overall to, like, some of the um, GB villages as well. Like, people are just very nice, just... Just a wonderful, like yeah. just, just I, different, so wonderful, different, like, and you know, I have friends from Hunza, of course, like they're in Karachi, they're from Hunza, 
And, you know, they also say the same thing. Like, it's just a completely different, like, vibe. Just, it's a completely different, like, type of people. Like, everything. It's just different. It's just different. It's just, it's so interesting. I mean, and, you know, we could could sit here and guess all night about why, what makes them different. But I suppose the one thing is uh, communal living. Yes. Right? Yes. You know, because Mm -hmm. cities essentially are based on the on the concept of nuclear families and you mm-hmm. know just just being just being contained mm-hmm. where uh, villages are just not like that right you know exactly it, it is your business so what what person x is doing in the neighborhood is your business mm-hmm. versus in cities where you're just like no it's not my business right. it's not my problem my gate's closed it's fine mm-hmm. um so at least that at least that i don't know what else mm-hmm. yeah you know and I actually did spend like quite a lot of time up in the Gilgit Baltistan region during my trip so far. And um, it's very interesting because it's like in some ways, like I was I was missing like certain like variety options because in for, terms of food, for, in terms of food, like I'm a big oh, dude, foodie. Karachi's got you covered. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have been fully enjoying that that scene. Absolutely. Yeah. But um. There is something like it, I've I it, it's been like an absolutely like such an important experience for me how I was living there and like we honestly we didn't have that many options in terms of like there's not that many restaurants especially when the season is over and we were mostly cooking you know in in a place like Karimabad Aliabad even more remote areas than those when there it's not summer like you know there's not much to do there the pipes are frozen like you have to yes. get water from the, uh, the from tanks like and i i really like at the time like maybe there was some times where i was like oh I, i'm bored of some of the some of the like having to cook every day and whatnot sure. Sure. um i miss the street food carts i miss the hollow party but Listen. then it, it teaches you like you know with less, like there are benefits as well, and well, of course. Listen, of course, and and there's absolute merit in experiencing all of it for sure. Right? I mean, and and you know, I, I'm not even going to begin to spout some cliches about you know because you experienced that now you enjoy this better. But yeah, I, yeah. I just think it definitely gives you like really interesting perspective, and um, and also like like for example, like when I was in the U.S. for a year, like in as I'm sure you know in, in Canada as well in any. Like you, have, you could obviously have hot water at any time of day, at like any at any time. any time of day, and that was something obviously I did take for granted. And now, especially like up there, even here now in Karachi where I'm staying, like we don't we don't have hot water. So, uh, yeah, so my, so my my hot water heater was broken for mm-hmm. the longest time, and yeah, you just listen. My friends were like, they were joking about this. They're like, you know, Canada made you soft, right? Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? He's like, and they're like, uh, why do you want hot water? <laughs> I'm like, what does that even mean, dude? What is that? You know? Right. But um, I don't know. Cold showers are better for you anyway. Yeah, that's true. Whatever. Good health benefits. Sure, of course, yes. Um, but then also hyperthermia, <laughs> right? Yes, yes. <laughs> also that. The converse. Uh, but okay. How has your interaction been with... Um, so you said locals, in the true sense of the word, people who aren't... We're just normal people mm-hmm. that's that's been good mm-hmm. so far yeah in yes. have you met any uh prominent personalities um prominent personalities um i would one girl that i that i did meet up with recently um that you might know about is maria sumro i um, don't know her she so i did meet up with her she's quite known in like the travel community because okay. she's 
a girl from Karachi and okay. she um, quit her job and now runs women's tours and like has hitchhiked all over the country. Oh, that's fantastic. So yeah, she's really awesome and it was really great to meet up with her because, um, and not just in Pakistan, obviously like everywhere, like there are like a lot of people in the travel scene that are completely fake and fraudulent. Like they'll claim they're backpacking when they're literally on a paid and sponsored tour, right. you know, like those types of scenes. Yeah. So it was really cool to meet her because she's a really hardcore, like completely like, you know, boots on the ground. Yeah. Boots on the ground type traveler. Okay. So that was really awesome and inspiring to meet her. Okay. Um, but other than that, I don't think I've met, um, Anyone that's particularly uh, famous in Pakistan, um, okay. I think, like, like I said, I was in GB for like a while, so we were a bit um, sure. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so, so the mode of sustenance is your that you're paid to be a writer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. How much longer? How much longer are you expecting this trip to last, or are you just going by feel? Um. So honestly, I do want to settle in Pakistan. And I'm not, I'm not, inshallah. Yeah, yeah, inshallah, I, I'm, inshallah. I'm very serious. That's it, yeah. That's I'm it. very serious though. Like, I'm not just saying this for the podcast or anything. Like, to me, um, this isn't really like a trip anymore. It's kind of like, oh, dude, that's I, I beautiful. Like that's, so, that's so, that's so cool. Uh, inshallah. <laughs> I hope, I hope it happens without any incident or any problems. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Are you in talks with people though? Um, yeah, yeah, I do. that happen? Yeah, I do have, um, lots of like, you know, local friends, local connections and different scenes. So not, I wouldn't be like, you know, on my own trying to make that happen. Yeah, I was going to say, that's probably not the best idea. Yeah, 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 definitely. (laughs) Like that would be very difficult. Like, but no, I've been very, very blessed to like meet some like absolutely, like honestly, I've like, with, with the exception of my first month here where I did, um, meet some more foreigners, I was staying at a a hostel um hanging out with some foreigners like after that one month pretty much all of my time has been spent with pakistanis Mm -hmm. like people from pakistan Mm -hmm. so okay people from pakistan but people like me who were educated a-level schools and then went abroad or like um you know actually people from hunza like born and raised there who have not ever been abroad or been educated outside of pakistan okay um, so that kind of just happened because I, I went to Hanza, sure, I spent some time course. there yeah. and then just met like some really awesome, very like-minded people. Alhamdulillah. And, and, and so are you, are you then also, uh, planning on going further inwards to Sindh? Oh yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm really, really planning the next, the first official stop after, you know, um, it will be Hyderabad inshallah. So I'm, I was born in Hyderabad. Really? Oh, Wow. Oh wow! <laughs> so you can hopefully give me yeah, some. Yeah. Give we'll me sort some you tips. out, inshallah. Yeah. No problems. Oh, that and w- then also, um, so you've been to Ghazi Baba. Mm. Have you heard of Lal Sai? Shabazz Kalander, Savor? Oh, that is uh, when I tell you that is like my number one spot in Sin because I actually absolutely love visiting these types of shrines in Pakistan. I find it, them very interesting. Um, I took a class on Sufism in um, high school, okay, which I guess in Pakistan is college. So sure, yeah, yeah college. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I've always been quite interested in it. When I was in Lahore, I visited um, a shrine there. Um, for some Damal scenes that were going on. Yeah. So I really enjoyed that. Like, I found it very interesting. Like, just one of the, like, just absolutely loved it. I wasn't even expecting, like... Are you a spiritual person? 
Yes, yeah. I would say that. Um, so I was born and raised uh, Catholic. Okay. I wouldn't say that I'm like very into the religion, but I'm definitely spiritual for okay. sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so for sp- sure. Yeah. So so one of one of the one of the salient features of uh, uh, Ghazi Baba, or you know, if you go to Lal Sain or or any of the other uh, other Sufi, do I want to call them saints? But Sufi mm-hmm. Sufi personalities mm-hmm. is definitely. Um, is uh, what's the word? No, 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 the word escapes me. Uh, philanthropy, mm-hmm. right? You go there again. There's nobody there that's hungry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just not oh, a concept, right? There, you know, mm-hmm. and and these people, you know, and then there's obviously old guard, staunch Wahhabi Islam, and all those things, right? Mm-hmm. And and you, we could get into trouble talking about that stuff. We're not. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about that stuff. But if you go there, um. Just nobody's hungry ever. Right, right. It's a beautiful thing. It really is, yeah. And I I definitely felt I also was lucky to be able to attend two different Urs. Okay. Um, One was in Lahore and the other was uh, outside of Lahore. And people, like, once again, like, at those specific events, like, wow, like, the welcoming vibes were absolutely unbelievable. And specifically at one event that um, I will, you know, this happened over two years ago and I still remember it is... Particularly at a, um, I wanted to be in like a different, I'd visit, I'd gone with some local friends, but I really wanted to go into this like other area of this um, Damal in Lahore. And I was a bit worried because, you know, I was honestly the only woman in the entire place. But I really wanted to go and like, you know, see the action because it was happening on the other side. And, you know, not only did no one bother me whatsoever, but these people literally like made a seat for me in the front. We're like, you know, well, like here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing about Damal, right? Mm-hmm. If if they're if it's being done properly, mm-hmm. they had no idea you were there. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, yeah, they don't feel anything, there, mm-hmm. right? Um, and that's that's how that's just how I understand it. Is it, it's a transcendental experience where. They're not there. Yeah, definitely. You know? They're, They're in a whole there. nother plane. Yes. And it's amazing to see with the music as well. Yeah. And um, in fact, also, I was able to visit one of these um, locations that was in um, Chaparsan in okay. called the Baba Gandhi Shrine. And, the Baba Gandhi Shrine. Oh, okay, yes, yes. This yes. place in particular was, oh, just, mm, yeah, oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Just, oh, yeah. wow. Zabardas. Yeah, like, Zabardas. Wow. Yes. Like, it was. Like, I feel like like the spiritual vibes just surrounding the place were just very interesting. It was very, yeah, like it was. And then, of course, it's like in a completely remote, like on like yeah. right near the border with yes. the Wakan. Yes. So it was it was an awesome place. Like, I would say that was one of um, it was just a super cool, you know, completely something that I would never, ever, ever find in America. Like, just amazing. Yeah, that, that's sad. Yeah, you know, it's a and, bit sad. And, and, and I think I, w- I was having this, having a conversation with someone uh, a couple of days ago. Um, so I'm Sindhi. I'm okay. So, so I'm from, I'm mm. from, I'm, 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 my heritage is from Samer. Right? Oh, okay. So, so we were talking about, you know, Sufi saints and, and, you know, about, about mysticism and Sufism and all those things. But even as Pakistanis, we take a lot of this stuff for granted as well. Mm-hmm. Sufism or spirituality generally is just a thing mm-hmm. it's not scorned it's not frowned upon it's just yeah you're spiritual mm-hmm. that's fine i think with the push towards postmodern liberalism in america um it's almost not cool to be 
spiritual. Yeah. Right? You know, you're know, just like, so you believe in, mm. are you superstitious? Well, mm-hmm. I mean, it's fine to be superstitious. Like, yeah. what's the problem there? Yeah, but, yeah, I totally agree with you there. Like, there, there's definitely, like, you know, right now in America, like, that, it's, it's not really cool, I guess, sure. you know, in a way. So, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you on yeah. that. I mean, we, we do take some of this stuff for granted. Okay, so you, you do mm-hmm. want to settle down here, which is awesome, mm-hmm. inshallah. Um, and you have... Would you say you've built a community for yourself? Um, I honestly do feel like I have. I do feel, though, that um, I'm still building a community with, like, female friends, like, girl friends. Right. Um, where one thing that I will say is, uh, as a female in Pakistan, even as a guy in Pakistan, you're definitely going to meet a lot of guys more, like, as friends, anything. It's just... The social space yeah. is inhabited by mm-hmm. men, more right. than women, right? Yeah. 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 So one thing that is exciting is like when I do meet like girls, especially ones that I have, um, you know, things in common with and whatnot, like last night with this girl um, that I told you about and the other, the traveler. So um, I do feel like I've been meeting like more, especially in Karachi. I've met a lot of girls and that's been very exciting and very cool. That's awesome. So um, and I definitely have. But in terms of like a general community, yeah, I definitely do have. So, so you, your your basic needs are covered, mm-hmm. right? And and you could you, you never have to stop growing your community. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, definitely, That's just yeah. Not a thing, inshallah. So so okay, but that is a problem then, yes, because uh, the social sphere generally is uh, just inhabited by men, and mm-hmm. it's not to say that they're bad. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's not what right, I'm saying, right? right? Mm-hmm. But it's just, uh, I think it'd be awesome if you had just as if you were just as likely to meet a woman right right exactly yeah Yeah. i like and i especially like to it's oh i really like for example like one of i actually just wrote about um this experience recently like uh, one of my like most memorable travel experiences since coming in april was with some girls in Haramosh Valley, which is a very remote, um, quite conservative region in like the Skardu slash Gilgit area. Okay. And um, there was just these two girls. They were very young, like maybe like 14 and 18. And I was doing this track. It was 18 kilometers. I wasn't even alone. I was with a friend. We were both doing it. And we meet these girls that are traveling with literal like food stuff and other products from the last motorable village to like the meadow where like the whole community lived in and so during this trek i ended up getting like so first we met we ended up joining them and then we're all walking together i was actually able to communicate with them enough which was very amazing because that was not something i was able to do in 2019 like where i knew three words of urdu okay beautiful yeah so that was great but then like the most distinct thing about this situation was first of all these girls had literally done this same 18 kilometer track the night before oh super casual yeah Yeah, just super casual secondly they're wearing chapels absolutely i mean what do you they have to be comfortable come on now samantha have to be comfortable mind you this includes crossing like a little glacier (laughs) right come on now so the most just such such a notable thing about these girls and this particular region it was very rural very remote like very much like a place where people might never leave the area like people might not even have gone to gilgit even though it's only three hours from gilgit like it's you know that type of location and it was just so unbelievable to well 
to me when I actually ended up getting some heat stroke symptoms. It was extremely, extremely hot. Oh, no. Like I was really not feeling well. I didn't think I was going to make it at all. What the hell? Yeah. And keep in mind, I was with a friend. Like I was not alone, like a, a trustable friend, like that I, I knew I wasn't going to die. Oh, like man. these girls, absolutely, like they didn't know me, like anything. They insisted for the next four hours that it took me to slowly move along, stayed with us. They carried my bag. They gave me all of the snacks they had, the drinks oh, they had. Wow, it was just unbelievable. Like literally just what, like they didn't need to, like I wasn't alone. Like I really wasn't. And that, per that fact, the fact that I was not alone is just, it shows just look at these types of people. Yeah. Like they, there was, they were getting nothing. Like oh. why, why would they want to spend longer when they could quickly do this route in such a short time? And that per, people like this is like, I think think knowing that pe the people like this are existing, like in your country is like definitely something that I think you as a Pakistani should be proud of because yeah, this yeah. is not existing everywhere in the world. No, it's not. It's so, unfortunately, it's, it's, unfortunately not. it's yeah. not. Yeah. And one of the things that when I was writing about this and in there are parts of the world where if you're on a hike in a remote area and you're the only foreigner there, like literally the only foreigner with, you know, a pretty nice camera, other equipment. You're in you danger. Can, right. You're you are in danger. in danger. You can be robbed. Like you could be stabbed. This happens to people. You hear about it. Yeah. But the complete opposite happened. Like these girls literally spent their entire day with me going, you know, one one hundredth of the speed that they would want to go when, to yeah. when they yeah. could have easily just reached their village and joined their family quickly. And it was just like, just, they just aren't brought up like that. I think right. that's beautiful. And, and, and just, the kindness of strangers, man. I, what right. are you going to say? And right? honestly, like for me, like, especially like I told you, like with this recent, like whole Trump era in America, like I've been very jaded about people in general, like just seeing like the types of behavior in my country. So I think another thing is whenever I like experience these like wonderful acts of kindness in Pakistan, it really makes me remember that like there are still genuinely good people left in this world. Oh yeah. And that's always just like such a humbling and wonderful reminder because it's like people are genuinely good. That's Strangers fantastic. are genuinely good. And it's like, oh, this is yes. so much needed these days. Yes, yes it is. Uh, that's beautiful. I think that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, okay. So building a better community, all that's good. Your forays into interior synth. Mm -hmm. More for writing? So um, not necessarily like the writing is just something that will happen because I'm going. I'm going because I'm genuinely interested. Like, okay. I really want to see these historical sites. In fact, I really want to see some offbeat ones as well that are in Mirpurkas. Yes. Which um, it does kind of seem like I don't even know if there would be somewhere that, like, there's issues with, like, foreigners and hotels and whatnot in certain Like I said, areas. after the podcast, oh, don't worry about oh, it. Oh, thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, don't worry but about that. But, for example, like, yeah, like, I have a whole, like, um, on Google Maps, like, uh, uh, lots of green uh, dots of different of historical dots. places I want to go. Okay, so, so writing and then photography. Have mm. you ever considered uh, expanding your social media portfolio to include video? So, it's funny that you say that because, like, Quite literally, I do have two videos that are I am going to put on YouTube literally any day now. Inshallah. So, inshallah. Do, do, do yeah. you have? Do you, uh, so I don't follow you on YouTube. Mm. Is this? Is this? Oh, bad? this is. This isn't even released yet. Okay. It's like it's. We're still in post processing mode, okay. but okay. it's like we're almost there, and yeah. it's something that I've been wanting to do for a while. And I actually shot like a ton of footage over various trips and whatnot. 
but didn't really get around to it. Yeah. But now I'm like, I'm ready. Because, because, <laughs> because, because there is that model for you to follow as well in terms of financial viability mm-hmm. is you could... You right. could sort that out, right? Because yeah, for sure. I don't know if you've ever heard of uh, Eva, Eva Zubek. Yeah, yeah, I've definitely heard of her. She, she did, she made it quite well. Oh, yeah, I've watched know. her videos. She is definitely like, you know, in terms of uh, travel content creation she's really goals, good. Yeah. hashtag goals. Sure, <laughs> yeah, she's really, really good, right? Yeah, um, for sure. Uh, and, and she, I think when she came to Pakistan, she had around 10,000 followers. Mm-hmm. By the time she was ready to leave, uh, mm-hmm. she had around 400,000. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, yeah, that You're is... You're sorted at that yeah, point, right? Yeah, for sure. You're comfortable. For sure. And um, I, another reason why I do really want to make videos particularly is... Um, I mean, obviously, this isn't the only reason, but particularly with Pakistan... Um, Ava, like she lived here for over a year, so I'm not referring to her, but particularly more recently, you know, you do see people, YouTubers, foreign YouTubers come to Pakistan for one to three weeks, you know, do a kind of sponsored, completely like, you know, quick, quick hits, like no real experiences, no backpacking scenes, like no like real like interactions. And then they'll go online and they'll act like, you know, it's it's their second home. Like or they're like, the authority. Right, yeah. and yeah. that, like, they love the country. or there, there are even people that will lead tours in Pakistan. And, you know, one thing that I... Okay, so let me finish that point yeah, first. Sure, sure. But, um, so yeah, I do want to make it very clear that, like, I do very genuinely love Pakistan. And, like, Absolutely, I wanted yes. to come here for many years. Like, me, I making the content and whatnot kind of came like secondary, but it was never at all like the motivation. And in fact, if all of these platforms shut down, like I would still be happily like going. You'd still want to be here. Oh yeah, of course. For sure. Like, like, but there's something about Pakistan that also is very inspiring to me. Like I love that I can go outside with my camera and I know for a fact there's going to be something just Maybe to like the average person, they might not consider it interesting, but to me, like to see someone on a bike, like carrying a chair or a table or some other type of uh, jugad, it's just like, oh, wow, this is so fun to see. Like every day is like, there's some sort of excitement. And I I was not like, there's that to me, I was not finding that at home. Even when I was traveling in Europe, like, you know, and, um, so yeah, I think what I love about Pakistan overall, one besides the people that we discussed, is just that personally, I could always find something extraordinary in the general mundane. Like I think that has a lot to do with you as a person too, though. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just I'm just gonna put that out there. True. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it, that's true. Like you, maybe my dad wouldn't agree. <laughs> I mean, listen, but but I think I think also give yourself some credit. Um, but but you were making another point, and, mm-hmm. I, and I do want to speak on that as well. Yes, those people. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, there's avenues for them, so I don't hold it against right. them. But you're a purist in that sense, where if you're not doing the thing, mm-hmm. you don't want to be caught documenting it or anything of that sort. Oh, uh, wait. So the, the videos and stuff, right? So you want to actually be about it. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, well, I, I at least want to convey to people that, like, I'm living in Pakistan, essentially, like, making videos. Like, I'm not, like, just here for a week or two and leaving on to my next country. I'm not country counting. No. I have been to 15 countries, which obviously is a big privilege, you know, like, many people only go to one. 
So, um, I'm, but of course there are other travelers, a lot of other people coming to Pakistan that have been to like 80, 90, a hundred. That doesn't interest me. Like there are other countries I'm interested in traveling to, namely Tajikistan, Kyrgyzstan. Um, one day I would love to see Afghanistan. Sure. Inshallah. You and me both. You and me both. (laughs) Iran, like these places, like I'm interested, but like, I'm not pressed. Like, honestly, there's so much left to see in Pakistan. Like I... Uh, specifically related to seasons like for example oh, yeah. i wanted to be in sind now very particularly and then it's like now is not like you can't really trek unless you want to do like ultimate snow trekking which right, is not my right, scene right. oh no no so so from what you've told me uh i think you're not even 10 uh, percent done oh yeah i totally yeah, agree like there is yeah. so and another thing is i really do enjoy revisiting places as well like for example i've been to this mubarak beach twice the first time i went like i i knew i liked it like it was awesome but it was very gray it was very like really bad weather you know okay. and the vibe was just like cloudy sure. and then i went again and it was like one of the best weather days here like and i was swimming for hours like it was just like a brand new place yes so i love the fact that when you revisit a place it could almost feel like a brand new place depending upon the circumstances of that day so um yeah i'm very into like slow travel um really making sure i like see everything in a place just take a minute yeah yeah take yeah a exactly smell the roses that mm-hmm. sort of thing what do you say um, to all the local uh, women mm-hmm. who would want to do similar things, but maybe, you know, for familial pressures or what have you, whatever mm-hmm. other, you know, concerns that bob them down, what would you say to them? Because they would look at you and be like, yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. We'd want to experience Pakistan mm-hmm. like that as well. Well, first of all, I definitely want to, first of all, recognize that I understand that what I'm doing is really an immense privilege. You, you've said that already. Oh, it's okay. fine. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> You're good. Okay. You're good. Yeah, um, yeah, but. So I would say that if someone, first of all, I would like to say that travel does not have to be luxurious. And I understand that some people, you know, there, there, there's no option for them. Yeah. But however, for other people, travel does not have to be luxurious. And oftentimes planning things on your own is going to be cheaper than going with a tour company. Okay. For example, like I am not involved with like tours. Like I've planned and researched like everything that I've done. So, and I, I specifically believe that that does save money. Okay. And I, there are so many free resources online that these days that are super useful and whatnot. Okay. Um, I also do believe that, um, okay, so f- I just said that uh, it doesn't need to be expensive because a lot of times people associate with travel as kind of like a vacation, a getaway, but the thing is that it doesn't have to be like that. Mm-hmm. Like traveling rough is oftentimes like going to give you the most coolest experiences mm-hmm. and it's also going to be quite affordable as well. Yes, but okay. But as a woman, oh right, uh, right. As mm-hmm. a woman traveling mm-hmm. alone now, you know, do you do you have any any particular advice and mm-hmm. uh, other than you know the okay. normal stuff? You're in so, Pakistan. Um, take care of yourself. Personally, like if, if there it was a Pakistani girl or a woman who would like to travel and they're not sure, like you know how to how to navigate this with familial scenes and they want to go alone. So first of all, I would recommend that they join a particularly amazing Facebook group that connects locals Pakistan it's it's a woman only group oh and, wow yeah Fantastic. and it, it's run by um another really awesome blogger named Alex she is been to Pakistan numerous times Alex um beyond 
Lost with Purpose. Lost with Purpose. Yeah, she, Alex. Yeah, yeah. Yes. She, uh, I've met her. She's very awesome. Very legit. Is she here now? She's not here now. I think she will be coming in a few months again. Alex, we're waiting for you. Yeah. <laughs> so she started a really awesome Facebook group called Female Pakistan Travelers. And it's women only. Men Fantastic. cannot join at all. And in fact, I even met up with a Pakistani girl and we went out and did, spent a day together just from this group. Wonderful. And Beautiful. Yes. That was awesome. And this girl actually, um, she was really into traveling as well. Um, she was also looking to like, you know, do more traveling and whatnot. So um, this group is fantastic because it allows local girls to connect with each other. There's different uh, scenes where they post about like bigger groups that might be going. So I would say first step, join this group. Yes. What's it called? Uh, Female Pakistan Travelers. And it's on Facebook. Female Pakistan Travelers. Yeah. So no men. No men. (laughs) So and it's a very safe space. Like all topics are like, you know, men free. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. You need to be. Come on. need to be. (laughs) Right. right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So aside from that group, I would all in. If you cannot, if you cannot find a female travel buddy that can go with you, my number one recommendation for if you want to go for the first time, you've never traveled in Pakistan alone or maybe even anywhere alone, is to go to Hansa. Go to Hansa first? Yes. And the reason I say this is because this is honestly what I did because honestly, it was a bit daunting to me, like coming alone on this, uh, when I came in April of 2021 and this is what I did. I arrived into Islamabad. Um, I actually spent a few days going to Balpindi, Peshawar, uh, alone with some Pakistanis I met. So I didn't just stay at Islamabad. But anyway, so then um, I went on a bus and I went to I went to Hansa. And the reason why I think that's such a great idea for women is because Hansa is extremely, extremely safe. As a woman, you could literally be walking alone there, honestly, at any time. And it's totally chill. Um, there's basically no crime that goes on there. Sure, yeah, that's um, what I've heard. Yeah. While every con- while every no place is perfect, I do think that Hansa is a truly like idyllic region. Kind of um, utopic, yeah. Yes, and yeah. not just in Pakistan, like literally globally. Yeah, yeah. And personally, like I'm not someone that f- tends to like you know really hyped up, really touristed areas. But what I found there was like, oh, wow. Like, yes, there's a few like super famous sites. There's the Arabad Lake, the fort, the cones. But, you know, if you get off that, you don't need to be on like a tourist trail. Like there is so much there. And I feel like I need to go. Oh, yeah. Like and the thing is, the people there, which I told you, I really become very close with some people like born and raised there. People there are just very, very tolerant, very, very welcoming. And of course, everyone is welcoming in Pakistan, I've found. But specifically for solo women, for um, anyone, like even babies, like it's a place that anyone could go and not feel too stressed out, not have to deal with any cat calling or like staring or any types of issues. And um, yeah, overall, like it's very chilled as well in terms of like, Judgment, like there's no judgment. No one is caring what people are wearing. No one is caring what people are doing. There's not any, um, you know, like rules regarding like hotel stays or things like that. Um, I, there are certain places where solo women might find a hard time to find a hotel yes. in the country. So, so, yeah, there you mm-hmm. go. Yeah. Yeah, Whereas yeah. in Hanzo, that will absolutely not happen. Like okay. you could stay anywhere. It's totally chilled. Even unmarried couples could stay. Like it's it's yeah. very open yeah. society. Yeah. So, um, 
And then, so yeah, I really think anywhere in Hanza is a really safe bet for any first time Pakistani female traveler or even any female traveler in general as well. And I do think that particularly related to the familial issues, I think that um, Pakistani women can really explain if uh, to their families about Hanza, about the culture, about the society, about some of the accolades there. Like, for example, it's the most literate place in the, in the yeah, entire I think country. 100%. Yeah, yeah. 100% yeah. Um, I think that families would be in, of, of course, like, you know, I, I can't say for sure, but I feel like families would be a bit more open after like hearing these things, understanding these things, watching perhaps videos from other uh, Pakistani travelers. Cause for example, like there's Maria, there's a few other girls that are Pakistani as well who have made, Oh, going into that fact, like, yes, of course. I, I also specifically for Pakistani girls, I highly, highly recommend that they would show their family members, um, YouTube videos and not just like the the famous like Ava and whatnot, which those are good to show because sure. it of course shows like, you know, foreigners are also traveling here, but specifically the Pakistani girls that are doing it. Like show show your family those girls because... So which ones? in Maria Sumro, you said. Yeah, so um, particularly the two that I know of um, is Maria Sumro, who is on YouTube. And then there is another girl that we haven't met yet, but I know she's on YouTube as well. Her name is uh, Amber, I believe. Uh, I don't know. MBZ uh, travel. Uh, okay. 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 Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, of, uh, yeah, we haven't officially met yet, but I've spoken to her online. Hold on. Do you mind if I just of get course, her? Please, please, please. I don't want to, in, in case uh, if she sees this, I do want to shout her out. Um, so Maria Sumro for sure. Yeah, for sure. She is. Um, okay, so I'm sorry. So okay. the other girl is the Travel Luster. The Travel Luster. Yes. And they're both Pakistanis. I believe they're both from Karachi and they're girls making YouTube videos and traveling around Pakistan. So I should probably have them on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I think that should be, yeah. So um, specifically, like to more answer the question, like, yes, like those two accounts would be really good to, um, to, start, to, off to start off with. And also two other regions that I particularly um, feel like are the safest and easiest places to travel for women or anyone in Pakistan are um, Funder Valley, which is also in Gilgit, Baltistan. And it's just beautiful. It's so beautiful. Like I if you think the Arabad Lake is blue, like you should see the lakes and the rivers here. It's just Mm. and it's same. It's a it's just super welcoming, super nice people. It's very chilled very like not even that many people are there really like it's quite that's important right yeah Yeah, yeah. very just peaceful and other than that in another location where i simply just had i i personally love this location so much and it's so underrated is upper chitral upper chitral upper chitral is super safe for women super safe for solo travelers people are absolutely fantastic it's the same tolerant welcoming open-minded very chill Food, um, I think that you coming okay. from Karachi would probably find it a bit boring okay. or like, because there's no spices really. Okay. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll see if, <laughs> if I ever get there. Well, we'll see. We'll see. But um, but yeah, so Upper Chitral, Funder Valley and Hanza Valley are like really great places. Start there. To start there. Start yeah. there. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Samantha, this was a lot of fun. Yeah. Thank you for coming on. Thank it, you it, so much for having me. Oh, dude, absolutely my pleasure. And I hope uh, that you know, you are granted success with whatever you want. And I hope that you will come back. Inshallah. Shukriya. Oh, dude, of inshallah. course. Uh, it, it, what do I say to Bhat Shukriya? 
It's a good question. I've thought of that as uh, well. I, I don't know. Koi baat nahi. Yeah, koi baat nahi just means, you know, don't worry about it, I guess. Uh, but what do you say to Shukriya? <laughs> wow. I, I'd like to know as well. <laughs> <laughs> like we're, both, we're both trying to figure that out. Uh, but anyways, no, it, it was absolutely my pleasure. Uh, you come back whenever you feel like it. Um, intentional detours. Yes. Oh, dude, YouTube, uh, Instagram, shout all that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I also have my website where I have like, you know, some guides and, you know. So I'll link all of it. Okay, awesome. Uh, that's no problem. Sounds so, good. So intentionaldetours.com, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And then intentional detours on Instagram mm-hmm. and then also on YouTube. Yes, but yeah. I, I, you'll, you'll tell me when, you know, what we're going to be live, but it will, it's supposed to be up. Very soon. Very We're soon, We're talking right? like a day or two. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. This is going to take some time. <laughs> okay, okay. This is going to take some time. It's perfect, um, perfect. Yeah, yeah. So so by the time this comes out... It will be there, yes. It will be there. So yeah. in- Intentional Detours on YouTube, Intentional Detours on Instagram, intentionalldetours.com. Um, and then look up all the other wonderful ladies that we've also uh, spoken about. Mm. Thank you. Yes, of course. Thank you so much for having me. It all was right. a pleasure chatting. Dude, it was wonderful. Yes. Samantha, Kazi Akbar. Assalamu alaikum. Mm-hmm.